Welcome to So You Can Heal. I'm Abby Parker, a licensed mental health counselor and therapist at Still Point Consultants. And I'm Josh. I'm a licensed social worker and a therapist at Still Point Consultants as well. Josh, I have a song in my head of Turn Around. I don't know if that's what the song is called, but all I can hear is turn around every now and then you get a little bit closer and something 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 <laughs> turn around bright eyes mm-hmm. yeah. who is that bonnie tyler there you go you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. because today we are talking about pivoting and specifically pivoting into what you want yeah what do we mean by pivoting i think of pivoting as acknowledging what you know of what's in front of you. And so even if you have to turn in order to see what's in front of you, that is a pivot. You're not moving toward it yet, but you are turning towards it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I see pivot very similarly. One thing that about pivot that really stands out for me is that within any process that we're in, like, or pivoting throughout. And I also think that there's a, a moment in our process that is also like that pivotal moment. And I often think that the small pivots that we do throughout the process be, up until that moment kind of get overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I see pivot, yes, as like a turning to, like you said, but also as a moment of like reflection and choice uh, like we kind of get to kind of survey where we're at what we want and then make a decision to on where we're going to go I think there are different types of pivoting ones that are more conscious and like present and more those pivotal moments mm-hmm. that people might refer to And a lot of times we don't even know that they're like big or meaningful until after they happen. Right. Like if I wouldn't have made that decision or looked at that option, then I wouldn't be here now. Or people can like see and be present to the pivotal moment. Like, oh, I have these options or I have to make this. I think I have to make this decision in order to move in that direction. Right. I mean, and like that like it's the internal or external right so it's like whether we are internally recognizing those choices to do something different or external forces or stimuli are making us make that choice but like you said we don't always recognize that those choices are always being made we just sometimes are just moving through life and that's just what we're doing but yeah I can totally see that there are lots of different options and ways that pivoting can show up and if you hear my dog snoring yeah she snoring (laughs) the way i hope we can talk about it today is that conscious awareness of being able to know that you are in a paused moment of where your foot is planted and you are looking at options and considering what you want to pivot to are you game for that yeah totally because a lot of times i find that people 
even myself, we think that we don't have options when really we do. I think we think we don't have options because they may not be the options we want. Ooh, there is that part. If I tell myself I want something and I think it's going to happen a certain way or I want it to happen a certain way, then I don't look at anything else because I don't want it to happen the other ways. (laughs) Yep. Guilty. (laughs) I've never been considered rigid in my life. That's a sarcastic remark. Yeah. I think pivoting's hard. I don't know. For my own personal like experience I find that in those moments where I am conscious of that pivot and trying to make a decision like it it can be exhausting because you're trying to weigh everything out you're trying to understand like if I do this what does that mean if I don't do this then what does that mean and I mean but I overanalyze everything like everything so yeah like in those pivotal moments in my own life like they're very anxiety inducing well and i mean we can relate to that like we're more like the thinking component or even if like you're in a feeling component it does i think of it as sinking like sinking into the sand sinking into the thoughts like like the pivoting it's harder to move if you stay in that spot for too long and then i mean you look at the opposite side of that though and if you don't try to ground or consider then it's like light of foot like you're running across the top of the sand and you're not sinking in right you don't even feel the sand on your feet yeah easy to get swept away or fall over And I want to go back to a concept that you mentioned, because I think it's so true for all of us. And like, we don't see the options because we don't think we want them, or it's not the ones that we intended, or it's not the ones we thought of, or they are surprises to us. And I think we miss out on opportunities when we don't look at them. Hmm. Like putting myself in that feeling that space that energy like it's the disappointment and Mm. I don't want to have to deal with my own disappointment because my expectations weren't met and I can't push that disappointment onto someone else now (laughs) because it's all on me yeah I think grief is absolutely a part of pivoting And I think there's a myth in that grief, like, especially when talking about pivoting of like, you have to stay in it or you have to hold on to it in order to fill in the blank, have experience of it, have feeling of it, have thought of it, have memory of it. Like somehow if I lose that attachment, then, or if I let go of my grief, or if I acknowledge that my grief will not stay or be this way, then somehow I'm not connected to it. And I don't think that's true. Not connected to the thing that's lost? Right. I mean, I find that's why a lot of individuals that I've known throughout my life hold on to their losses so much. It's because of the idea that if I 
don't allow myself to feel the weight of my loss, then I will, they, then whatever that loss is will be forgotten. Yeah. And I'll be transparent. Like we're recording this the day after I experienced a significant loss in my life. And I did like, I, I absolutely sat in my grief in that pivotal moment of trying to figure out how to grieve or what to feel or allowing it to come through and working with the unknowns of what was next. Yeah. And I think I found some good options to be in my sadness or be in my grief or be in my guilt. Cause that's what comes up, right? Like I didn't do everything I could. Right. Or if only I would have had this one last moment or what could have been if we would have done this. And I was telling someone, I, I think that's like, it's really silly of me, right? Like I know, like I know tr like truly within myself, like if I look beyond my grief, I know that that is, is my grief. I know that I, I would not have changed the outcome even if I would have done certain things differently. And I think that's part of that bargaining right. piece, right? Yep. Thinking that if we could have, would have, should have done something different, then it wouldn't hurt as bad. Right. And so if I put myself in that pivotal moment, I don't want to say get so stuck in the sand, nor do I want to flee or jump away and fall easily. And so it's figuring out how to pivot in those small ways and not have a reaction of just like letting everything go. Because for me personally, like I know that's not good for me because I don't want to sink in so deep that the meaning in my life or the way I envision what I'm moving toward changes. But it doesn't mean I don't feel it. I'm not present to it. Like it doesn't mean I don't do my processing or my work in my loss. I think the pivot ends up coming for me in figuring out how to honor the relationship that will no longer be present or how I understand spiritually, like what I think about death or afterlife or whatever that means to me. And it's also weaving in like all of the things that are meaningful into my life. I want that to be woven into the experience because it's part of who I am. And so those get to stay as options for me in my pivoting. And I think that's the interesting thing about those intentional pivots is that whatever we are learning or incorporating about ourselves in those moments, we now get to take with us. And at times what we can only focus on are the things that we can't take with us anymore. Mm -hmm. rather than the beauty that we are going to be impacting with moving forward. And I mean, because it is hard to, to shift and see that possibility, especially when you're in pain. Right. I do find people stay more stuck in the pain if they don't allow themselves to feel it. And it inhibits the pivot. And I think that this can be not only in an individual's life, but it can be in relationships, it can be in families, it can be in community, like it can be in a lot of different variations or a lot of different situations where 
whatever we're being faced with, changes are kind of moving and happening around us. But if we are not willing to deal with the feeling underneath, then the issues that we've had will continue to come up. And at times it will make us question, is it even worth it? Because we just keep coming right back here, regardless of how good things get. Like, this is where we keep ending up. Well, like, yeah. Well, that's what a dance does, right? A box step, the foxtrot, the waltz. You follow the pattern and you come right back to where you started. If you think about how hard it is to pivot for one person and then you put multiple people pivoting at one time, you have lots of people sinking or jumping and dancing at the same time. And especially when you're adding multiple people to a pivot, like, not only are you experiencing, like, the grief in your own loss, but now you're also questioning, will this person really show up for me in a way that I need them to? Because in the past, when I may have asked you to show up in a certain way, I was met with resistance or I was met with criticism, blame, or shame. And now moving forward, like, that pivot is asking me to do that again even in the midst of me not knowing how you're going to show up this time. Mm -hmm. And that can be really scary. Yeah, it can be scary. And I think, I mean, that's where we have that sense of unknowing. And the fear can show up in the unknowing. And it's a skill to know what to do with yourself in the unknowing. <laughs> Sorry, I can just see myself like in the unknowing, feeling uncertain. Like crying, running up to everyone, like, help me, help me, tell me what to do. <laughs> tell me where to go, I'll go. I'm picturing all of this on a beach. So the sinking is like sinking into the sand. The waves coming up. The waves are making the sinking faster and harder. You can't move your feet. You get buried. You've lost sight of the horizon. There's people around you trying to get you out of the sand. Or they're burying you even more. It, it's just a hot mess. Yep. We've got people running into the water, trying to swim to the other side of the ocean. It is interesting, though, when, you, like, whether it be yourself or with other people, when there can be a long enough pause to consider, like, what is on the horizon or where people are actually at in their pivoting process or how deep their feet have sank or how far they've ran, what you can do together and in relationships we talk a lot about asking and giving permission and working on that skill of knowing what you want or what could be actually helpful to you and knowing why I think it's really important to know what horizon you're looking at and what is most significant to you in that horizon because if you can even have the smallest ounce of desire or wanting or craving or longing then you have a different perspective than where your feet are stuck or where you've ran off, ran off to. And then you get to start having a conversation between where your feet are at versus where you want to go. I think also another tip is knowing that whatever options you start with now are going to change. So I can name option like five options for myself today, but they might be completely different by the end of the week. And those are those small pivots to me. I mean, I do think it's important when we're able to recognize 
when our options change, when we notice those little pivots. For me in my head, when I'm noticing little pivots, it's letting me know that I'm moving. And what's important about moving is that I'm not being stuck. Because in my stuckness, I might sink too far and or try and give up. And whether that's giving up on what I think is possible, giving up on myself, giving up on a relationship or a cause. I think those, like the many pivots along the way are those, can be those moments in our process where we recognize that things are shifting or that we are shifting. And I think it even grows beyond that because the concept that it is moving, it is shifting, that there is something on the other side of that. And for, like for me and within my own meaning, it's the concept of prosperity. And so if you think about like giving up versus being prosperous, you wouldn't think that they would go together, but they really do. Because a lot of times you have to shed whatever it is, old stories, old beliefs, thoughts, emotions, objects, people, relationships, like all of these different components, you have to shed some of those things in order for new newness or different or prosperity to be planted. And I think it'll be a different word for each person because it's whatever possibility is to them. Like possibility could be simplicity or strength or courage or wonderment or connection or love. I would be curious to hear from our listeners of what their possibility is. And I do want to clarify, not the possibility of what others have told them or what others are doing or what others are saying, but what that person claims to be possible. Josh, what's your possibility today? Productivity. Productivity. Even in the midst of not having internet. (laughs) Even in the midst of not having internet. Yes. What about you? Uh, Today my possibility is freedom. Non-judgment. It's kind of like that ability to teeter-totter. Like knowing that I had a loss yesterday. And being able to also know that I have things that I'm looking forward to. And for me, that means I might have to move slower than usual. I think pivoting is a powerful place to be in. Because you, I mean, in this instance that we're kind of talking about, like, it is the choice component. that, And I think it can be really empowering And not only is it choice, but it is a willingness to allow. I mean, so I think within that, like, there's some awareness that's that's needed. Sure. And I appreciate you saying that piece about power and connecting to, like, being empowered. What do you think it takes for us to recognize possibility in our pivot I think to see the possibility in our pivot, we get to listen and we get the opportunity to be open and also like the permission that it's okay to receive. 
that one is the, the tricky one for me. <laughs> well, I think it is for a lot of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're standing on the beach and your feet are in the sand and they've sunken down, but yet these beautiful shells are washed up on shore next to you, like you giving yourself permission to receive those. And even beyond the gifts, the help. And even in the other things I mentioned, like listening, openness, like all of those are dialogues of sending, receiving, giving, receiving, however you want to understand them. Sure. Josh, what, do you, what else do you think it's important for people to know in the possibility of their pivot? I mean, being open to possibility, being open to what that may look like, what that may be like, being open to what it means to leave certain things behind and what that could mean for me. I think that the awareness that comes or is needed for those things is important. I think that it's important to be aware of like our felt sense in those moments because I think that that can help us better understand in some regard like what it is we're experiencing Mm -hmm. that acceptance piece of this is where I'm at Mm -hmm. and this is what's being asked of me or what I'm asking of myself and recognizing that regardless of whether it's you or something else that's putting you in this position to make these choices it is okay whatever choice you make I mean yeah it's okay to choose to be stuck it's okay to choose to run around it's okay to be very deliberate I think the encouragement here is to be deliberate and to understand like what choices we have what one we want to make but sometimes I find even in the midst of that us I mean and you kind of alluded to it earlier even in the midst of saying this is the choice I want because this is the outcome that I'm seeing possible we don't always make that choice even though like internally that's the one we're thinking we're choosing Mm -hmm. and I think what you alluded to earlier is like this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be so how can I get there but it's the learning and allowing yourself to be present to whatever it is that's coming up because it's in those things that at times we don't want to recognize or see or feel or experience that keeps us stuck in getting to where we want to be. And I think that presence is so significant because it, it keeps us from punishing ourselves for where we're at. And that's like when I hear you say like, it's okay, it's okay with whatever you choose. And I think the more people are okay with whatever they choose or whichever direction they move, that acceptance of it allows them to move through it and stay of, instead of being stuck in it. And Josh, while you were talking, it made me think of something like when we were playing with this metaphor of like being on the sand or the beach or maybe swimming a little bit out into the ocean, like we're not talking about tsunamis. We're not talking about being in the midst of a completely destructive situation. Because I think that takes a different type of 
skill, technique, presence. I mean, you can find the pivoting in all of that. And when I think about like the metaphorical parts that I just mentioned, it's like trauma. And so trauma that is altering so significantly to the felt sense of the, the body, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the more conscious pivoting of looking toward what you want and being able to process whatever it is that you are struggling with. The other thing that I thought of when you're talking, like I know that I've taken the long, the long route before to get to where I want to go. And when you said like, it's okay with whatever you do, I'm like, I mean, he's right. Like it is okay that I took the long route. It's okay that I'm where I'm at with certain things. Like it's okay. And if I can not utilizing like, it's okay as an excuse for staying stuck, but utilizing like it's okay as a way of acceptance. I think that's a very powerful tool to be present to where you're at. And I would invite our listeners just like just for one moment today, just consider like looking toward or pivoting toward, not necessarily moving, but just looking at an option that you truly desire and see how that feels, see what you think about, see how that comes up in order to like bring that conscious awareness to what could be possible. And as always, feel free to check out our website at www.stillpointhealing.com. You can check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at stillpointhealing. And you can always email us here at the podcast with any questions at so you can heal at stillpointhealing.com. And a invitation to all those listening, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast because the more rates and reviews and subscriptions we have, the more present we can be for others. And if you already have, many blessings and thanks. And until next time. Bye. Bye.